Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. Show notes can be found at knittingontherun.podbean.com. You can find me online on Ravelry and Instagram as Windswept Monique, on Twitter as Windswept Knits, on Facebook as Windswept Designs, and I'd love for you to join our Ravelry group. You can also email me, podcast at windswept-designs-online.com. Hello, and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. Today is Thursday, June 29th, and this is episode 15. Thank you very much to all new listeners, and a hearty welcome back to all my returning listeners. Today's segments include FOs, whips, knitting fail, stash, wearables, a new segment, tip time, out and about, on the run, and in the garden. Here we go. For FOs this week, I actually have another finished object. I'm very excited. It's the Maris Stella shawl, the lace beaded shawl that I've been working on for the past month or so. It's finished, and it's blocked, and it's beautiful. The ends aren't woven in yet. That's tonight's project, but it is done and ready to pack to bring with me on vacation next week so I can have a nice date night with my husband and wear it walking the beach some lovely sunny evening. Well, maybe not sunny evening, but sunset on the beach. It's the perfect colors. The yarn is the Ocean View Gradient Kit from Birdie's Knits, and I loved working with her colors. It's just gorgeous. I would highly recommend visiting her website and ordering something from her. The yarn is lovely. In whips, I've actually worked on a quite a bit this week. Nothing has gone spectacularly far. Just happened to work on a bunch of different ones. I've been working on the green hitchhiker shawl that is in Valley Yarns Greylock, which is 100% cashmere. It's approximately 90% complete. I am so close. I'm limiting it to when I'm getting about three rows on it or so before I wash my hands, um, so the progress is sort of slow going. If you're a new listener, I have to wash my hands because I am allergic to wool and cashmere. Cashmere less than wool, so this is my first time knitting with cashmere, and as long as I limit it to about 20 minutes, maybe 30 of the outmost, but 20 seems to be a good area to stop, and then wash my hands, I'm doing okay, and I'm really enjoying working on it. It will be a lovely gift, which leads me to my second whip, the Purple Hitchhiker, and that is in a Cascade Ultra Pima Fine 100% Cotton in Periwinkle. It's called Periwinkle. It's really more of a royal purple color. I bought it because it's a beautiful royal purple color, and that's about 20% complete. I've been focusing on other projects, so I haven't made a lot of progress on this one, but these are the last two hitchhikers in my Family of Hitchhikers project. I've already completed the blue, sorry, yes, the blue and the pink one. I should have the green one finished uh, this week, I hope, in the next week. And then I just need to finish the purple. And I anticipate getting a lot of work done on the purple hitchhiker in the next week. But more to come on that in the about out and about section. I do have one new cast on project. I've cast on the Firebird Shawl by Romy Hill, which is just a beautiful um, beautiful, beautiful lace shawl. It is a, 
I guess you could say it's like a lace flower that you work in the round and then you work only on the sides and it comes out sort of like wings from the flower. And while the tops are a rectangular, sorry, the tops of the wings are rectangular, the bottoms have these almost like feathery things that hang down once it's fully blocked. And oh, I can't wait to have this one done to wear. I'm up on row five of chart B. Uh, the beginning was fairly simple, despite the knitting fail that I will talk about later. And I was working on this while we are watching the America's Cup this weekend and thoroughly getting our butts kicked by New Zealand. But hey, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, are one is a New Zealander, a native, well, I should say a local New Zealander. And um, my brother-in-law um, is down there as well and has his New Zealand citizenship. So we were thoroughly happy that if, if you know, America had to lose, it was New Zealand at least because we were cheering for them too. Ironically, my knitting fail occurred after the races ended, but that's beside the point. Back to the Empire top, I have cast on again. It's after the solstice, so I'm hoping I can enter this in the colors of fall. Knit along with the Yarniacs. I've never participated in this before. I'm excited. I figured out what the problem was last time around um, for background. I'd gotten one extra stitch per inch over four inches, so I did cast on one size smaller to compensate because I did want it fairly fitted across the bust. This is the Empire Top by Lily Go, and it crisscrosses across the bust and is then fitted into the torso and sort of over the stomach is a flowy A-line. And you can make it as long as you want. You can make a tunic length or you can make a dress length. And it's beautiful, beautiful pattern. Um, when I sat down, or I should say, when I knew that I wanted to knit this again, and I knew I did want to knit it again, I decided I need to sit down, redo my math. I got out my tape measure, you know, and pencil and calculator. And I discovered I've lost three inches around my ribs and two around my bust. No wonder that blasted top didn't fit. I'd shrunk. So on top of, you know, having one extra stitch over four inches all the way around, it was never going to fit me. So... You know, I've been working my tail off at physical therapy for the last three months or so, but I've only lost five pounds. I hadn't bothered to remeasure myself. I didn't think I'd made that much of a difference, but uh, thankfully I did before I got any further on my next work in progress, the mommy's tunic, so that I could adjust that down a size as well. But holy moly, well, it, w it was kind of a nice problem to have in the long run, even if I did lose around 500 meters for stash dash. Oops. Oh, well. But that's cast on. I've only gotten, I think, two or three rows done. I'm, I'm saving that one to work as a good project for um, something in my out and about section. I will be attending the Super Summer Knit Together, hosted by the Knit Girls down in Nashville uh, towards the end of April. And it is a very simple top. Up in, well, I should say that the first half of it is very simple. The second half of it is pretty simple. Simple is not the right term, but it's, you know, you it's the kind of thing you can knit mindlessly most of the time. I shouldn't say it's simple. It's not a vanilla sock. There is a lot of, you know, math to it. You have to pay attention at certain points, but it's a good project that you can, from a good portion of it, you can pick it up and put it down, pick it up and put it down and not screw it up. The last whip I have is my mommy's tunic. I finished the cable band and grafted it and... I picked up the stitches for the bust and began knitting the bust, and I got more done last night than I thought I was going to. So I've actually finished the bust darts and split for the front and back. The bust portion is worked bottom up, and then the tunic portion is worked, the skirt of the tunic is worked, secondly, top down. 
you actually do the cable band first and then work the bust and then work the torso. Um, so I've split for the front and back of the, of the bust and I'm currently working on the back panel. As I mentioned, I am going with the smaller size. This could work out well. I was, I am knitting this because I keep wearing the sample. The mummy's tunic is my own pattern and I keep wearing the sample that I knit because it's so comfy and I love it. And it's, you know, really nice pattern for, you know, cool summer evenings, you know, date night, that kind of thing. It's just dressy enough that you can dress it up or, or dress it down. And I'm really enjoying wearing it, but I need to stop wearing my sample. It's, you know, not cool. <laughs> so it turns out I will now have, I guess, samples in two sizes if I wash it well. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm excited that when I'm done, I get to wear this more often. Yay. Knitting fail. 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 For knitting fail, I'm now on the Firebird version 2.0. So the first time around, I finished chart A and the first few rows of chart B. And somewhere along the line, I missed an increase and I just could not get the right number of stitches on the last repeat of the pattern. And I kept screwing it up and I realized what I was doing is I was trying to do, instead of a knit front and back, what I've heard people talk about is to do a knit front and then slide that stitch over so you don't get that little pearl bump for the second stitch of the knit front and back. Well, that worked well when I was doing the actual increase row, but when I came around to the next row to do it, it just looked like I had, you know, I'd screwed up the, the knit stitch essentially that I, I'd looped both the stitch and the previous stitch onto the needle and I wasn't knitting it. So I finally just gave up and unraveled it. I hadn't gotten that far. wasn't that much yarn wasn't the end of the world, so I've started it again. I'm not terribly upset, though I'm using lifelines again. <laughs> After the last lace shawl, I've learned my lesson. Keep those lifelines going. For stash, I have no actual new stash this week, but I need to find some pink yarn. So I thought I'd chat about it here. My mother-in-law saw the pink hitchhiker shawl that I made for my family hitchhikers project, and she really liked it, and she mentioned it more than once that she really liked it and she loved the color and how much she really loved the color. So I need to track down a similar color pink yarn if I can. Alas, Webs, where I bought the yarn in person, has been sold out of that color for the last month. I looked at it the first time she mentioned it about a month ago and she mentioned it again. I, uh, they were up visiting again this past weekend and she mentioned it again. So I will keep looking. And I'm going to check out some fun star, some fun yarn stores I know on Cape Cod next week. And I can always check everything down at SSK in July. So I have some fun opportunities to look. Wish me luck. I need a lovely pink, fairly bright pink yarn and a plant base. Fingers crossed that I can find it in fingering weight or sport. For wearables this week, I've worn my Thoughts sweater by Hohi Locatelli. I knit that in Arakania's Yumbrel in the Pastels colorway. I find myself wearing this a lot now that the weather's warm. I only finished it at the end of last summer, so while I wore it when we went to Bermuda on a cruise with the boys um, last September, uh, I didn't really wear it much over the winter, obviously. It was cold. <laughs> but it's a great sweater. It's three-quarter length sleeve, and I tweaked the pattern, so... The pattern calls for blocking it within an inch of its life, and I made it in a plant-based yarn. It's not going to do that. So since I was doing it in lace weight, and it's so nice and light, I, I tweaked the pattern a tiny bit 
So I knit the extra large size, but in a much smaller gauge. So it came out roughly to be the, measure, the measurements of her medium size. Given that it is lace weight yarn, it is so nice and light. It is the perfect sweater to wear like to a movie theater or to a cool restaurant on a hot day. It folds down into nothing. I can pack it and throw it in my purse. It's tiny because it's made with lace weight yarn. I am seriously debating making another one of these or something similar, just in a very different color. The one I have is uh, peach and light blue and like a baby baby pink. And some of it is a little bit of a, of a kind of medium purple gray. So it's beautiful, but it only goes with certain outfits, if you know what I mean. And now I am trying out a new segment called Tip Time. I probably won't be doing this every week, but I found that there are some things that I've learned that it's just not common knowledge or people have never heard of or just maybe they didn't think about it or there's a new tip or trick that I've learned that for some reason I hadn't heard about or thought about that I think is brilliant. And I thought I'd just start sharing these with you folks because there's some little tips and tricks out there that can really make your life easier that maybe you just hadn't thought of before. So this is something I have learned the hard way over the years because I'm a very loose knitter. That when you're picking up stitches, you should use a much smaller needle so you don't get that baggy looking first row. In your first row of knit stitches, say you're picking up for a collar or an armhole, or in the case of me doing my mommy's tunic, I'm picking up for the bust and the torso. If you just go down a couple millimeters, you know, usually I'd go down about three needle sizes, roughly. I mean, it's you don't need to be perfect. But since I know that I'm a very, very loose knitter, or used to be a very, very loose knitter, I developed a habit of dropping about three needle sizes or so. Obviously, for socks, picking up on a gusset, that's not really possible going down three needle sizes. But for garments, I grab whatever small needles are handy. Uh, a couple days ago, I was working on picking up the stitches on the mommy's tunic, and I used a size one to pick up on, to pick up stitches on a garment that I'm knitting on U.S. size six needles. So I warped down to 2.25 millimeters for a four millimeter gauge needle. That's a little bit smaller than I would normally use, but it had them handy, so I used them. You know, it, this isn't rocket science. You don't have to go exact a certain amount. But if you do find yourself when you're picking up stitches, that first row is kind of baggy and unseemly and a much looser than you'd like, just drop down a needle size. Out and about. Well, next week I'm off to visit my parents on Cape Cod. And I'm excited to see one of my favorite local yarn stores, A Great Yarn in Chatham, which is also a bookstore. I mean, come on, can it get any better than that? Yarn, books, patterns, sit and knits that anybody could stop in and visit. I mean, maybe if they serve tea or mimosas, it might be the perfect store, but it's pretty gosh darn good as it is. Definitely recommend visiting if you're in the area. For this trip, I am planning on packing my mommy's tunic. I'm going to bring both the hitchhikers that are in progress and maybe either an old whip sock that I haven't worked on in a year or so, or the Hamel knit hat. I can't decide if I want something else mindless or something I want to actually focus on. I know that if I bring those four, the Hamel knit hat and the three I'm definitely bringing, I could finish the hat and the green hitchhiker easily and make good progress on the other two. So those are the four I'm thinking of bringing. However, there's a definite part in me that wants to bring something new to cast on. I have cast on itis. I should just not do that. But the second gray sweater by Bristol Ivy 
It's been calling my name for six months, eight months, maybe even, and I have the yarn for it. Gah! Too many choices. Ooh. And towards the end of July, July 20th through the 23rd, I'll be off to Nashville for the Super Summer Knit Together with the Knit Girls. If you know anything about Nashville, I would love to hear. I've never been to Nashville. I'm very excited. I'm hoping to eat some really good barbecue and do a little bit of sightseeing while I'm down there, along with the knitting and meeting some really incredible people that I've been getting to know online a little bit. Uh, this is so exciting. I've never been to a knitting retreat before. First time for everything, so yay. I'm super excited. And then in August, I'll be off to Nova Scotia, Canada to visit some family. And I've discovered that there's actually um, some yarn stores in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, which is really cool. I How many dozens of times I've been up through Yarmouth, because my, my family lives just outside Yarmouth, never occurred to me to look for a craft store while I was up there. Silly me, huh? And in On the Run, well, this is the reason that the episode is a few days late this week. And that's because this morning I graduated from physical therapy. Woohoo! I am so happy to be done. I've come so far and I feel a lot stronger than I did three months ago. You know, when you when you find a good physical therapist, they're worth their weight in gold. You have to put in the time. You have to put in the work. They will guide you and... My abs and glutes in particular are much, much stronger, which would really help when I start running again. Fingers crossed, I'm hoping to do some very simple runs next week while I'm on holiday. Something like run 30 seconds, walk 90 seconds, and then repeat that only two or three times, and maybe do that once or twice the whole week. I'm going to be starting back very, very slowly. I do not want to re-injure myself. I have had a crazy number of injuries coming back from baby number two. And I do not want to be stuck in this cycle anymore. I feel a lot stronger. So I think I can do it this time. And Joey, my physical therapist, and I this morning went over a bunch of ways to adapt the exercises I have. And then once I do get to the point where I'm just even a little bit stronger, then I can then take them up to like the third level or the fourth level and keep going and really work on my core. Because that seems to be where my problems lie and, and the foot and knee problems I've been getting are a result of um, uh, taking over and doing the work for that my abs and my glutes should be doing. So, fingers crossed. Wish me luck. And hopefully next time we talk, I will have some good news to report. For In the Garden, we have a first crop. Yay! We've got sugar snap peas. They are ripe and delicious. We've had a few to nibble on. I'm going to head out in the backyard this afternoon and go pick a few more. After looking at the garden with my husband the past week or so, we've realized that it's just it's in the wrong place. When we bought the house 10, gosh, yeah, 10 years ago this summer, the trees around our property were just that much shorter. And so the garden we have was inherited from the prior owners. They had a deer-proof fence, which you need around here. Oh my God, we have so many deer. And they eat everything. So I left the garden where it was, but the trees are just so much taller and it's not getting anywhere near enough sun. It's now partly shade, so nothing's growing up there the way it should. So we're looking at, you know, depending what happens, maybe next summer we start thinking about moving the garden. If we basically shift it its own width to the left of our property, it'll get twice as much sun as it does now. That means restarting all the garden soil. You know, I took a long time to get all those garden beds amended to the point where it was, you know, really pliable 
earth and the bends that I've been using. Because even though I've got little kids, I've been at least gardening part of the garden every year. So the beds that I've been using every year and, and doing my crop rotation through are really soft, pliable, workable soil now, which considering our whole property is clay, is saying something. So if we move it over, my thought is to um, put some money into it and start with a couple raised beds. Put the deer fence around the raised beds. And then, you know, I can always each year then, you know, add on another raised bed and just, you know, maybe start small again. Because uh, this year is getting a little bit away from me between the rain and the cold and nothing growing. And just, I forgot how hard it is to try and go weed when you have a two-year-old because it just doesn't happen. But we'll see. Fingers crossed. And they, maybe we have a little bit of a plan. So that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I do want to let you know that there will be no show, no regular show next week, I should say. I am thinking of packing my microphone and laptop and bringing them down the Cape with me. Uh, that way, there's something fun is happening. I can catch some audio, maybe put out a, you know, a really short couple minute long show. My parents' internet connection is just not the same as mine, so I'm, I'm not going to bother trying to steal half an hour to record, then an hour to edit and upload and all that kind of stuff. But I could steal five minutes here and there. That might work. I hope you all have a wonderful week ahead. Uh, and for those of you in Canada, have a very happy Canada Day, a couple days early. For those of you in the U.S., a very happy Fourth of July, a couple days early. And I'll see you at the very least in a week and a half. Keep something beautiful on your needles for me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.